Yo, I am the I am hyphen X and welcome to the great conversation where we indulge in healthy dialogue about topics that are important in today's society and culture. Not too long ago, a man was shot seven times in the back. Today, or this week, a boy with autism, Salt Lake City, gunned down for having a mental illness because of lack of training. Here in Rockford, a no-knock warrant issued on faulty information interrupts a family and their life. I don't care if it was in the middle of the night, middle of the day, interrupts their life, 11 hours of their life for nothing. And they want to know why we protest. How many infractions has, let me say it like this. How many more public infractions does there have to be for the ones in the position to make change to do so? It's a question and it's not rhetorical. It's not, it's not rhetorical at all. To the left of me, I have some very special guests. To my immediate left, I have model and community activist, <laughs> Dana Schultz. How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. Just speak up a little louder for the mic and hear you. That's all. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and to my far left, got a guy not too not a stranger to me. Not a stranger to the community here. I have author, poet, activist, actor, and national organizer, Christopher D. Sims. What's going on, bro? Man, staying focused, bro. Staying focused and healthy, man. I appreciate both of you for taking time out of your schedules to come on. We're just going to hop right into it, if you don't mind. No. Now, tell us, I'm going to ask you both a question. Like, why, why do you guys protest? Because you guys are down at City Market on a weekly basis. Why? You want to go first, David? You go first. You go first. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> All right. You know, I was just thinking about that, man. I just had a conversation with Latisa Wallace about her son um, and how old he is now. He's a junior in, high, junior in high school now, but he watched his mom and almost about 450 other people march in downtown Rockford when Trayvon Martin was, after he was killed. So I think I owe it to the young, younger generation, especially people his age, to show that protesting still needs to happen. And there are a lot of things that are unjust happening in this country, and somebody has to do it. So, yeah, I'm always thinking about the people younger than me or the young folks when I'm, when I'm protesting. So you're doing it so that the younger people can see that protesting is still a part of the process. It is, especially when you think about Dr. Martin Luther King, Fannie Lou Hamer, people like that. Uh, we, yeah, we owe it even to them, our ancestors, 
to keep this going and to show this world, especially that that's watching this country, that let them know that, yeah, we still need to protest and we still need to resist and fight back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, shoot. The reason I'm down there is because the death of George Floyd somehow in, like impacted me in a way I didn't think it was going to. Like me, not, I didn't even watch the video, just seeing pictures, seeing people post and post, like it hit me so hard. And I took a trip down to Minneapolis to be part of my first ever protest. Mm -hmm. And that energy in Minneapolis I experienced was like one of the best things I've ever experienced. Just seeing all different kinds of people, skin color, men, women, like age group. It was amazing. And then Rockford started doing its thing and I'm like, I'm of course I'm gonna be down there. And the reason I'm down there is just to, I'm down there for everybody. Like in the article I talked about, people were like, well, you're only down there for black people and just Black Lives Matter. I'm like, of course I'm not for black people, but I'm also down there too, because it's not just black people being brutalized by police. So I'm down there for everybody and to show every week that the injustice happening in your own hometown. All right, to see it, seeing it firsthand. Mm -hmm. Great Conversation Podcast has been on, on the ground at City Market, and I kind of let the footage speak for itself. I'm gonna ask the both of you, tell me about your experiences at City Market. What is the environment? What is the climate? How are the, how are you treated? You know, things of that nature. Anybody can take the reins on this. Um, the very first protest was um, I went to, it was like June, early June. Mm -hmm. it, everything was peaceful, obviously. Like as you see videos and pictures, and I've been to almost every single protest here, but when we went down to City Market is when things started to change, and my first arrest, if you've seen like the videos or like the pictures, um, I have never been manhandled before, yeah. especially mm -hmm. by um, police officers, and so that was really traumatic for me. I just, I mean, the way women, black women in general, is treated down there is disgusting. The way people of color, black people, is treated is disgusting. The way even white people is treated is disgusting. So my my experience every week has been, it gets worse and worse yeah. after <laughs> after my first arrest. Now I'm like a target. Every and last wait was it last week? Yeah, last week I got freaking tackled on the fucking cement by two cops who are like twice my size. Yeah, grown men. And I didn't get any medical attention. I didn't, I was, uh, I don't even know how to put it into words. I'm still trying to process like everything that happened. Even for my first arrest, I'm still trying to process it. And I'm like, I gotta realize I've been through trauma. Yeah. And it's not gonna just go away. So every week, but I'm still down there every week, and I'm always I'm gonna be down there every week. And this is what I don't understand because moments before you were chased down and assaulted, moments before that I seen you leading the protest down the sidewalk, and I saw you stop the protesters and tell everyone to move to the side. We cannot block the whole sidewalk. Mm -hmm. So I saw a law-abiding citizen, then all of a sudden, I see you breaking it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I see you gone. Pow! And I'm just like, what? Is, why? Why? They have like, I, they do target. 
Now, I'm going to ask Chris, because he's, he's kind of like what I'm doing down there. He's kind of down there documenting, mm-hmm. you know. So, tell me about your uh, what you're seeing through your lids. Yeah, man, I like that. You said document. Like, rapper Yasin Bey, formerly most Duff, said, we're documentarians, right? So, definitely, I've been down there to document it, and I, I'm fortunate. I got a lot of people following me as a, a national organizer or a, a, a known voice. So, um, one thing that just jumped out to me is that I've seen police officers take pictures of people like Dania and and other people. So to me, that is disgusting. And I even asked one officer, I asked him last weekend, what are you going to do? What are you, what are you doing with those pictures? What are you going to do with those pictures? And he just stood there. Yeah. And and I, I've seen, you know, you know, grown people, grown, grown ass men, grown ass women. They won't answer your questions when you ask them and they act like they, they don't they don't have to answer your questions right. when you ask them. Exactly. And to me, that is silly, man. Grown people, man. It, it, it's 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 inexcusable. It's rude. It's not unprofessional. Um, because I remember when they were blocking off the streets and allowing for there to be a protest, mm-hmm. if you will, yeah, a safe environment for a protest. Let's say it like that. Doing their job and making sure that the citizens of this city were protected from harm from anywhere, yeah, and mm-hmm. inconvenience. But somewhere it did take a turn. Mm-hmm. It took it took it took a turn, and here are let's let's just break it down. Here are three individuals involved in a movement, and not everyone is doing the exact same thing. (laughs) This is my first time having a conversation with you. (laughs) Talked to Chris a couple times, (laughs) but the energy been here before. You know, <laughs> like we're like we're good, and I see, like I said, I see Chris documenting. I see you organizing. I see you in the forefront. There's a recording of you when there was a clear bias of white women walking in the crosswalk, older white women walking in the crosswalk, stopping mm-hmm. traffic, and nothing was happening to them. He said something very powerful. He said, well, I'm a white woman today, and I'm walking across this goddamn crosswalk. Mm. Moments later, they try to chase you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that. Was when, like, when you ran down, you ran that's from west on State Street. Yeah. Yeah. That's the infamous picture. Yeah. When you're running, let's, let's be serious if we're women. When you're running, what are you running from? Some people say you're eluding arrest. Right. You're fleeing the law. Right. You're. I'm a criminal. Yeah, you're felon. a felon. Yeah. All those cute All those names. things. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you're running from. Um, I'm not a criminal. I am not a felon because all the times I've been arrested have been unlawful. I have done absolutely nothing wrong. And that time, that picture that you see of me on the shirt. I was literally on the crop, the sidewalk they told us we can be on. I was crossing the sidewalk to go talk to somebody, and all of a sudden, I just see someone reach for me. And being down there, I'm not even, I'm not safe. So like, the, if someone is reaching for me, trying to hurt me, my first thing is to get out of that situation. That's everyone's first thing. Yeah. So it's all, it's fight or flight. And in that moment, I took flight and I left. There's no reason for me to be there, especially when 
the whole time my name was circling. They were targeting me the whole time waiting for me to do something illegal. And even when I didn't do anything illegal, they wanted to do something to me. And so I don't know all these names that people are calling out to me or like calling me criminal felon or you shouldn't have done this, shouldn't have done that. Like come down to the city market talk to me, see what the atmosphere is, see what's actually going on, not the little live you want to pick and choose from. So come down Friday at 5 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Because we'll be outside. Mm-hmm. Like, and Chris, let me ask you, man. So mm-hmm. from, from you documenting and seeing things and what are, what, are you, what are you hearing, positive and negative? What are you hearing? I like that, positive and negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Um, even on Facebook, or especially Facebook, I'm having a lot of side conversations with some of the elder activists in the community or some of the older folk who are trying to find ways into social justice work. And they're, they're really concerned. And they're asking me, you know, they're asking me, what do the young folk need? You know, what do they want? And how can we help? And I, I say a little, a little, but, you know, I'm hoping that they see young folk younger than myself down at City Market protesting and see that they're very organized, they understand what they're doing, they know exactly what they're doing, and um, if you can help, uh, just be supportive more than anything. And And I hope that's getting across to them. So, more than anything right now, that's being, being, that's what's being said. But I still think some of them think that, and this was weeks ago especially, that was was taking place down there with all of the protesting is that um, it was not right for the local leaders like the mayor, you know, and now they're beginning to wake up and they're starting to, to push back against some of the stuff that they're doing. So even uh, Re- Rebecca Newgren, who is the uh, a minister in town, she's had, a, she's had a conversation with the leaders of City Market and... She was hoping that something would come out of that, whereas they wouldn't be as as uh, as abusive or as as um, resistant towards what's going on down there. So, but that conversation didn't go anywhere. So, there's still a lot of work to be done. And and I and the reason for that, I, I think people don't understand. I don't think people understand what protesting, boycotting. Let's just keep it a thousand mm-hmm. in Rockford. Mm-hmm. There's no place where blacks spend their money that is going to really have an economic blow anywhere. To have an effective boycott, pockets must be hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe that the boy, the bus boycott went on for 382 days. Yeah, a long time. Not just a clip that they show us mm-hmm. on a half a day. <laughs> in the shortest month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is not what happened. We have three more protests. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are looking and saying this to you guys. Then what? Right. <laughs> What's next? What's next? What what for this to be a successful demonstration? What has to happen for effective change? I was thinking about this even before you know we got we got here we got down here. I'm talking with somebody 
through uh, with somebody in Rockford who's contacted the uh, ACLU of Illinois. I think they're out of Chicago. So we're trying to get a, a lawsuit happening with the Rockford Police <coughs> Department. Yeah. I think that 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 would be strong. It would be really effective, and it would bring some change. But I was also thinking about this, um, and and some and I totally understand it because I've been apathetic. If we can change the political scene here in Rockford, especially the mayor position and city council, big time, that would be huge change for this city. Especially if we brought a, if we could help elect some very progressive candidates in this city. I think that would that would help change things significantly what about you um for me i would for change to really start happening we need all those charges dropped from even may 30th like that still hasn't even been a thing that's one of the demands for may 30th alliance and because we they they know all those arrests are bullshit. they know what they did was wrong because every week there are people still, they're posting bonds. People are getting out. We get out af like after the weekend. So like they know keeping us in there is unlawful. So for things to really start changing and for us to be like, okay, we're doing something, those charges needs to be dropped. And because I'm not going to jail. For what? For what? It's like, because I'm, I'm in the comment section. I used to be a comment warrior. Mm-hmm. You know, if I wasn't able to make something, I'm in the comments and I'm defending. Tiresome battle. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine. <laughs> Tiresome battle. Because we have people that have a mentality that you walking in the crosswalk is equivalent to someone pulling the trigger and killing someone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Crime is crime. Mm -hmm. You do the crime, you do the time. So I should have to spend three to four days for walking in a crosswalk after you remove the state law sign that says that the yield for pedestrians? Yeah. <laughs> there are countless of agitators. The guy from Taco Betty's, I don't care if they fired him. He needs to have criminal charges placed against him. Right. Because we have it on tape where the police gave him a direct order to pull over and he pulled off. He took While off. drunk. While drunk. He was driving drunk. Yeah. So, I... I believe for there to be effective change, a real reform has to happen. Mm -hmm. And for us to see real reform, like what Chris was saying, like we have to out with the old and with the new. Mm -hmm. We need to start flooding the city council meetings and start to ask these people, these aldermen, where do they stand on certain issues? Mm -hmm. So then we can see when it comes to voting, how many people we have on our side. <laughs> Honestly. It's, it's, very, it's very simple, you know. We have letting them get away with doing things for so long. For so long, I didn't know what the city council did. Mm -hmm. I looked at it as, as student council. <laughs> yeah. It is meeting, nothing is done. Right. I, I mm -hmm. give false promises about changing school lunch and get in office and realize I don't have that power. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> I don't have that power at all, but I was able to run on that campaign. So, one of the demands, I, I'm glad you brought those up, because I, I, people hear the word demand and they get turned off. But as citizens, we should demand respect. Mm -hmm. We should demand certain uh, qualifications and courtesies 
from um, a professional entity that uh, we allow. Mm -hmm. So we demand that the city of Rockford uh, procedures uh, and outside of the Rockford Police Department to investigate the actions taken by officers on May 30th due to the conflict of interest. Yeah. Now, here, now this is where I'm afraid at for, with this demand. The, the blue wall. They'll get an outside entity. Let's say they go get McHenry, Illinois, to come in and do the investigation. That would be an outside entity from the Rockford Police Department. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what fears me with that, because I, we have to listen very carefully to the words that they're saying. Like when Carla Red got up and she said that upon our investigation, our private investigation, we find no wrongdoings due to our regulations and procedures. That's what we have to get into. The police union contracts must hold police officers accountable mm -hmm. for their actions by penalizing them mm -hmm. and not the city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm. There's no there the police union contracts are there to protect the officer it needs to be there to hold the officer accountable because mm -hmm. when we all know when there's checks and balances people are more uh poised to cross their t's and dot their i's mm -hmm. that's where it's going to come in at and i was talking to a guy down there and i said <laughs> He was like, I don't know why they're down here protesting. Da 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 da. They need to be at the city council meetings. We are. And then I turn and I and then you know, because let's just be honest, the protesters go hard. <laughs> Real hard. Let's just be honest. Yeah. The protesters go hard, mm -hmm. especially after they've been agitated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they let me be honest. The protesters are cool until someone agitates them. Yeah. And. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we still try to keep it cool. Yeah. But damn. But it's hard. It's really I, hard. I looked at him and I said, "So you want them in a city council meeting?" <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. I'm like, if you agree, if you agree with anything that the protesters are talking about, about there being a community relations board and not giving the city council the power to pick the people to be in the. Uh, community relations board then get out there and do your part mm -hmm. on that mm -hmm. it's not fair to ask the protesters to do everything right. they're doing a part and yeah. it's funny because they're we what they see as city market is what they think is all that's happening yeah not everyone we have a team of different people doing different things. Not everyone is there at City Market. We have people in legal um, things, people with bonds, people going to City, like people talking to different people. So when they're like, why don't you just sit down and have conversations? We are, but we're also going to be out in the streets too. Yeah, until something happens. Yeah. Tired of talking. You know, Chris, you've been around for a while, bro. Yeah. How many conversations have you heard that there's been? And then and then compare that to how many conversations you may have been sat in. Right. <laughs> man. <laughs> even, even five or ten years ago, man, conversation after conversation after conversation. 
uh, and I, I finally got fed up myself. You know, I started I stopped attending some of these meetings around you know anti-racism and all of that because yeah, where, where is this conversation, this dialogue getting us? It ain't getting us nowhere. Mm. And then they were really shocked when we started. People started protesting and really getting out there. They couldn't believe it, but you expect people to talk and talk and talk and sit and sit and sit when nothing's getting changed. Mm. Nah, man, that's that's not that's not the way. And you ever just like spoken to someone who has some power? And then they kind of give you that right off answer, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it take time. We working on right. it. It's been yeah. 15 years, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's get something done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we have to start looking at our our vote, our local vote. That's what I'm going to talk about. Our local vote as currency. You know what I'm saying? Because it costs something. We can't we can't just not give it away. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then if you do just give it away, then you're wasting it. Mm-hmm. So if someone is, what am I getting in exchange for my vote? What's in it for me? What 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 are we getting? What what are we getting? Are we getting the same old same old? The same old empty promises? The last time you were in office, you know, you didn't do X, Y, and Z. Uh, you didn't do that because you were fighting and people wouldn't let you. Well, who? Which one of these people on this board didn't block blocked your vote? So we can address them. We need to know where they stand on these issues. So I really do hope that the next move is blacking out the uh, the city council meetings every Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hope I hope that is the move. And then if you can't do those, they have all these different conversations. I hear the mayor having a lot of conversations, a lot of zooms, a lot it of is. skypes, but nothing is really being addressed. You know, it's almost like a hey, look at me, I'm doing a good job right. and I'm talking to other people that are doing a good job. But it's not like, hey guys, this is this is that Obama shit, bro. You're going to have to get down here and roll those sleeves up mm-hmm. if that's what you're, if you're claiming to be like the Obama of Rockford, you know, and I'm saying this about a white guy, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, he's the Obama, like everyone's like, oh, he's a, He's a good guy and everything, yes, but where's your policy stance? We need someone with a backbone. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? A good leader, everyone doesn't agree all the time with a good leader. Mm-hmm. But everybody understands that the decision he makes is for the quality of the people that he leads or and, she leads. And let me say this too, too Brother Dinez. So I, I've been in that position where I've been very close to mayors or uh, of city leadership. And it, it always it always works out to their benefit. Mm-hmm. Rarely does it ever work out to a black person or a person of color's benefit. Mm-hmm. So I see that that same game being played with the current mayor. You know, some of these people who who are trying to be seen in the spotlight, trying to maybe get closer to him. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, you know, for the most part, it's all about what's going to happen with him. And you're you're not rewarded with anything. You're you just you're just somebody that was used. You're a pawn in this game that they play. Yeah, because it's all for political points. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll take a photo op with you. I'll do this. I'll wear a face mask with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. I'll give a, 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 a little elbow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll do a little peace walk with you. Yeah, I'll do a little peace. I'll walk around with you. It's fine. At 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> peace walk. There's a protest at 11 a.m. <laughs> Unless you're going to stop downtown traffic for lunch. You shouldn't be. Well, you shouldn't. There should be no protest at 11 o'clock. <laughs> but... In all actuality, you know, this is when you have to separate personal from politics. Because you can be a 
this is where I go with the whole no good cops in a racist system. Yeah. You know, you can be a good person and a bad cop. Yeah. Yeah. People just don't understand what that means. Yeah. What, what does that mean to you? Um, it means your dad, your uncle, your brother can be a great person. Like, okay, cool. But once they put that uniform and that badge on, they are literally, literally enforcing a law in the system that was built to devalue the lives of black people and people of color. And so that's why we say no good cop in a racist system because the whole system as a whole is racist. Mm-hmm. And once they put that badge on, their job is to enforce a law that was built on racism. So, fuck your dad and fuck your brother. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know what I, you know what I've been hearing from the agitators? They'll say, "Well, when you guys get in trouble, who are you gonna call?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's silly. <laughs> <laughs> who are you gonna call? <laughs> I've never in my entire life called an officer, like ever, and I've never. I don't think I ever will because mm-hmm. the people need to know there are other people and other. Um, things you can call besides the police. The police mm-hmm. do not stop crime. They are called when crime has already been committed. Mm-hmm. So it's not Batman swooping in to save the day. <laughs> it's not what you think it is. That They're called when things already happen. So, I mean, okay. I, I'm never going to call the cops. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> it's like I, it's like you wouldn't call the cops to prevent a crime. Right. Mm-hmm. Because even if, even if you, your child been missing for two hours, they tell you to come back. You gotta <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it has to be yeah. forty eight hours until we can do anything. Yeah, just come back. Mm. They're four. They're four years old. Maybe they're hiding under the <laughs> cookie jar. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? These kids just pop up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like people, like my fa- okay. One of my favorite shows is finally coming back, but it's not coming back to TV. It's going on to Quibi. Reno nine one one. And I like the fact that Reno nine one one is coming back. Because they're going to really talk and use comedy about what's going on now mm-hmm. inside of the police force. Okay. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because that's, they're just, it's like dark comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Because what really does go on? Like, Let's take this instance that happened in Salt Lake. Let's look at that. Mm-hmm. So a guy calls for his brother who just had a mental uh, evaluation, mental health evaluation. He calls the police. The police come. The boy runs he has autism Mm -hmm. the boy runs and he gets shot just because he ran (laughs) and they said that he may have had a weapon but there was no weapon found my question is why couldn't they just run chase him down tackle him like they tackled you right you know what I'm saying right If if it wasn't all those people down there when you ran would they have shot you yeah yeah, that's Hell a serious yeah. question. Hell yes. Uh, Mad because they can't catch you? They know who you are. Right. They have your information. Meet me at they, the crib. They call me by name. Yeah. Every time I'm They got all there. your information down there. It's yeah. in the computer. Right. Yeah, and they got pictures of, pro, you know, people yeah. protesting. I mean, yeah. it's a sick system, man. Like, they shot. Then they said that there was only three to five, I want to say. Mm-hmm police officers that are trained in mental health crisis or whatever why wasn't that offer dispatched right <laughs> yeah. oh my god you shouldn't need special training to not shoot people in the back not at all people are saying you're talking about defunding the police they need more money to be trained 
No, they're trained. They're doing exactly what they're trained to do. How about we talk about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're being. They're doing exactly what they're trained to do. I encourage anyone to just like look up the Rockford Police Department's like promotional video. <laughs> it's them pulling their guns out, telling people to walk backwards towards them. You know what I'm saying? It's not them engaging in the community, patrolling. You know what I'm saying? Helping a cat out the tree or anything like that. <laughs> no, it's them arresting people. They have a video? Yes. Oh my God. A recruitment video. And they claim to be p- the police of the community. They are. Yeah. Peace officers. <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they, are, they are the police. Mm. They, just, they patrol around. Just imagine, just imagine the two officers that you see patrolling around. Close your eyes and imagine them horses. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. The car has horsepower. Mm-hmm. Let's just think about that. Things don't really change too much. And then people will say, well, you know, white people are getting killed more than blacks. Okay. It, it, Why aren't you out here marching with us? I'm like, is that okay to you? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, is that okay? Like, like why? are you okay with that? Yeah. Like, that's okay? You, you cool? <laughs> Cause you wasn't mad before, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't. I ain't. You didn't say nothing beforehand, but because something came up against me and mine, and I said something, mm-hmm. now it's a problem. No, it's a problem. Now it's it's a, competition. a competition. Yeah, it's competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, hold on, guys. We got this one. We're actually. They're actually doing it to us. <laughs> so uh, blue light, back to blue. You guys should stop. Everyone's to stop. They're I'm doing just it like, to us. Cops are not supposed to kill people. Just so everyone knows that. Yeah. They're not. Right. There's a, I, you see it all the time when they shoot them in the leg. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They wrestle them down. You know what I'm saying? Things like that don't happen because they say, of you know, they're not properly trained. No, mm-hmm. I'd say they're trained mm-hmm. to do exactly, they exactly what they're doing. What they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't talk to you with any respect. They... You better be yes mamming and yes sirin, yeah. because mm-hmm. that's what I see a lot of down there. They're mad because people are cursing at them, and <laughs> their feelings are no, hurt. no, no. You can't, you can't curse oh. at the police. Yes, you can. Yeah. Curse at the police, and then that does turn off. I will say this: that does turn off a lot of the Martin Luther King era black folks. Mm. Yeah, it does. that that turns them off. Pray for them there, because they're gonna keep going. <laughs> you know what this I'm saying? This is not Martin like, Luther King days. <laughs> this is not it. I'm this, sorry. Like, okay, so people that are complaining about protesting and demonstrations and whatnot, these same type of people existed in Martin Luther King That's times. That's the crazy shit. Yeah, you would have been one of those. You would have been one of those people against the civil rights movement. Right? Why are they going in there sitting at them people's counter? <laughs> right. So those people can't have no lunch. Mm-hmm. Messing it up for everybody. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Find your part. I think this is something that every citizen should be behind. Is the reallocating of funds in the police department back to the community. Yep. Yep. And when we say the community, we're not just talking urban community. Yep. We're talking from the inner city out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what's being said. People get scared when you say that was actually the definition of defunding the police right there. Yeah. You know, people get get afraid. Like, oh, they're not gonna have it. 
Why does the police need militarized weapons exactly. to go against who? The, the community they're supposed to be protecting. You don't need riot gear for what? Yeah. We don't have, I don't, I, I don't know nobody with no, no tank. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody with an armored truck. You right. know what I'm saying? I, I, we don't just have one of those parked on Auburn. You know what I'm saying? Over on, over on Underwood. We don't have, we don't have stuff just parked like that. We don't have that. So why, why are you using these things? Let me ask you guys a quick question. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from? Because just like we, we, we brought up Martin Luther King. They were mm-hmm. marching then. Getting sprayed by water holes. Mm-hmm. Bitten by dogs. We're marching now. You're getting arrested. You're being tackled. Mm-hmm. Where do we go from here so that we ain't got to march no more? Mm, that's a huge question. And I think even subconsciously I think about this question. Mm-hmm. Even even if I'm on my bike riding downtown to protest at City Market. And I, and I think it's definitely a national question, but it's definitely a local question. I think I will repeat what I said before. An ultimate change in the guard, especially political leadership that doesn't understand that. Like you said, um, the police are killing black people and that that shouldn't be a thing. That mm-hmm. that should never exist. So until we have leadership that understands that, then things will remain the same. So a change of guard for sure. Until we start holding all those officers accountable and investigating, charging them with their crimes, not putting them above the law because they have a badge and a uniform, until we start holding people accountable for the things they're doing, I don't know what is going to happen because that's what we need right now. I believe a change is going to come when everyone is in their own lane, working for the common good of the people, Mm -hmm. and we punch the government. We have yet to punch the government in the mouth. We haven't done it yet. No. We have to punch the government in the mouth because we've been getting punched, kicked, hung, arrested, Mm -hmm. taken advantage of, Mm -hmm. financially raped. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For a very long time. Looted. Looted, yeah. And like the person in a domestic dispute, if we decide to grab a weapon and to defend ourselves, Mm -hmm. and you fall on the blade, it's not on us. Mm -hmm. It's not on us. I want to thank my guests for coming on today. Let them know where you Drop those tags. Let them know where they can find (laughs) you. Um... (laughs) I don't even know how to promote myself. Uh, <laughs> Dana Schultz. Uh, boom, boom. Find her. Yeah. <laughs> you know where to find me. Christopher D. Sims, Facebook. Uh, Universal Love, Twitter. Chris, poet Christopher D. Sims at Instagram. I'm on YouTube. Christopher D. Sims. Can you do me? Do my next. Uh, <laughs> Dana Schultz. Dana Schultz. Facebook. Facebook. Instagram, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know who Thank we are, man. We are the Great Conversation Podcast. Catch us on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and coming soon on 105.7 FM Freeport uh, Flight Radio. Nice. All right, man. I just want you guys to remember you always don't have to agree to have a great conversation. Peace. Peace.